Welcome back to Growing in His Word, man. God bless you, man. Listen, last week we were talking about Jesus restoring the life of non-believers, healing the sick. He was healing the brokenhearted. He was restoring the sight. He was, he was crying out loud saying, Son, listen, Son of David, have mercy on us. Remember that? When Jesus departed from there, the two blind men followed him crying out saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And they cried out, and Jesus, Jesus was there. And they said to him, they said to him, listen, he came into the house, and the blind men came to him. And as Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? And they did. Look at a lot of us believers out there, we have to recognize that Jesus Christ is in love with us. And that no matter what happens, we fall short of the glory of God. That he's still going to be there among the, amongst the, the issues that we have. He's still going to captivate uh, our, our thoughts and say, look, well, we're going to captivate him. But he's going to say, look, I'm here for you. I've never left you. The Bible is old. Listen, our problems come and they go. Money comes, it goes. But Jesus' love will never, ever leave Listen, last week was radical because welcome to growing in his word. But last week was radical because Jesus is on a mission and the need for delegation of power is coming up. And and we see we've seen that we see how Christ, our Lord, touched the eyes of non-believers. And, he, and not only did he restore their physical sight, but he restored their spiritual sight and he showed them that he is everything and that no matter what problems we go through in life that he's going to be there for us we don't need a relationship with the world we need a personal relationship with jesus christ father we come before you we thank you for the book of matthew lord lord we thank you that you are able to heal us father and meet our needs with everything that we do in this life father and lord forgive us for our sins lord forgive me for my sins as we open up in prayer father we thank you uh for what you've done, Lord. And Lord, we just ask, Holy Spirit, that you come now, Father. Holy Spirit, aid us like you said, Father. You said, Lord Jesus, that your helper will be here. And we ask in your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, God bless you guys, man. And listen, I'm excited, man. But I got to tune it. I got to tone it down a couple of notches, man. I've, <laughs> I've just been, you know, reading the word, man. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, I, last week we talked about how the, how Paul was, you know, Paul persecuted the believers in how he, he was used to scatter the church. And it's funny because, you know, you know, Saul of Tarshish was, he was out there, man. He had letters like I talked about last week from Gamaliel, the chief rabbi. And he was out there on the road to Damascus. He was a Hellenistic Jew, born outside of Israel. He was a radical, awesome, uh, mighty, led by the Holy Spirit. Jew who was born again, uh, just really born again. You know, some of us say we're born again, but we have to be baptized again. <laughs> but that's all right, man. We all fall short. And we see how Paul, Saul, Paul the apostle fell, but he got back up. He was blind. He didn't give up. And Jesus restored his sight. God, God told Paul, he told Saul, he told Saul, why do you persecute me? And Saul was, was so upset. He wanted, to kill, he wanted to kill the Messianic believers. And so he went out, man, and he was searching for us, searching for, for the way 
Jesus said, because I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus said, I am the way. So they called us believers the way. And, and Paul, which was Saul, when he converted, his name was Paul. Paul was sent out to kill, man. And he, was, he, was, he wanted to rip him apart, man. He was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip you apart. But God touched him so deep with so much love that, that, that he didn't know what to do except for cry out. And that's it, man. As believers, we need to submit when things go south and just cry out and say, whatever, life is too short. Listen, we, our bills need to be paid. Yeah, okay, God's gonna meet our, our, mean, our ways. We need food, God's gonna provide. Listen, the Holy Spirit is powerful and Jesus Christ is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are the Trinity. And they are Echad in Hebrew 1. And we don't have to worry. We don't have to look over our shoulder because we have the Lord that's always going to be there for us. And you may be thinking, Pastor, you don't understand, man. My marriage is jacked. Jesus knows. I mean, I go through it myself. 28 years of marriage, you're going to have problems. If there was no personal problems, then you wouldn't be really having a great marriage. I mean, it's there, man. But God is there for you to intercede when you guys go at it. Try not to go at it, but, you know, listen, I'm excited, man. Jesus is now, and so we hear, we're here in, in Matthew chapter 9, verse 27 says, listen to this. Before that, it was verse 25, but it said, when the crowd was outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl rose, and the report of this went out to all that land. Now, remember he said to them, make room for the girl who is not dead. Jesus raised the dead. He raised the dead. And his fame went out through all of that Israel. Listen, Jesus is the famous one, not us. Jesus is the one who wants the fame and the glory, not us. It's not about us. You could... You could put up a front. You could do whatever you want. But in the end, all we are is dust. Dust in the wind. Listen, Jesus says, glorify me for everything. He raised the dead to show us that he is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He did the miracles in the Bible to prove that he is the Mashiach, the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Yeshua. Jesus said, I am God. And so he healed. He raised the dead. I don't know about you, but I don't know any God that can raise the dead but Jesus. And so when Jesus departed, verse 27, from there, two blind men followed him, crying out, saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. Son of David. Remember Matthew chapter 1, the genealogy. He was, he was related to the lineage Okay, the priestly, priestly lineage. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came into him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Stop right there and think about it. Stop right there and think about it. Jesus is telling the blind man, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Why is he saying this? Because you may be thinking to yourself, man, what am I going to do? Or what am I going to God was talking to human beings and saying, 
Look. I have the power. I have the keys. I have the keys to eternal salvation. I see everything. I know everything. And if you're hurting and you can't see, I can see for you. I can be the eyes for you. But you have to take your problems and lay them at my feet and leave them. So many times people want to bring up that dirt again. They're dirt diggers. We call that in Israel, you know, uh, we used to hang out at the synagogues. People would come and gossip and we'd say, here comes a dirt digger. Here comes a dirt digger. They want to throw the dirt in your face. And Jesus says, no, you don't got to do that, man. Look, I can heal you, restore your sight, and prove that I am the Messiah. Listen, Jesus Christ is able to take away our pain. Jesus Christ is able to take away our problems, but we got to trust in him to do that. Listen, the Bible says trust in the Lord in all your ways, okay? And the Lord will direct your path. We need to allow the Lord to direct us. And so he came into the house and the blind men came to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. And then your eyes were open and Jesus sternly warned them. Now listen, he warned them saying, see that no one knows it. But when they had departed, they spread the news about him in all that country. Jesus didn't want no one saying anything because it wasn't his time yet. You see, Jesus wanted to spiritually heal this man and he did it. He did it physically and spiritually so that they could open their eyes and see that he's the only way. Listen, they went out and spreaded news that he was the man. It's amazing. And verse 32 says, as they went out, behold, they brought to him a man, mute, demon, possessed. And you got to think about this, man. This guy's pretty off. And the multitudes marveled, saying it was never seen like this in Israel, this guy, man. He was, this demon was casted out of them and, and, and. He was jacked. It was never seen like this in Israel. But the Pharisees said he casted out the demons by the ruler of the demons. Something about the demons, man. You start talking about them and they start coming around. But God says, don't focus on the demons because he's more powerful. It's funny because Satan will try to attack you when you're least expecting it. He'll attack you when you're, you're, you're in a good mood and everything's wonderful and great and woo, I won the lottery. Yeah, you won a million problems is what you want. You're going to have every tax collector at your door. You're going to have neighbors coming, cousins, friends, people you never thought you'd see again. I met a guy who won the lottery and he said it ruined his life. He said he wished to God he never walked into 7-Eleven and scratched that ticket. I said, are you kidding me? He said, no, man. He said, as soon as I won that lottery, the devil came out. I never knew the devil existed. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, Satan came out, man. And, and, and I, I met a cousin I'd never seen before. He was, oh, man, he got into my head. And the devil, oh, man, it was crazy, man. All my money has gone, but my soul is still saved. And I said, praise the Lord. Your money isn't worth nothing when you die, but your soul is worth everything to God. Listen, brother, fame belongs to Jesus, not, not us. It belongs to Jesus. Keep your eyes on the prize. It's not about the cameras. It's about Jesus, man. It's about his love. It's about his mercy. I tell this to my rock star friends. I said, man, and they know it too. 
And they're like, yeah, man, I just, just have fun with it, man. If you're famous, praise the Lord. Good. Right on, man. We're, we're happy. But don't let it get to your head. Let Jesus get to your head. Listen, sight is restored. Speech is restored. Jesus is on top. But when they departed, they spread the news about him all through the country. And then now, the demons were casted out. Jesus casted them out by the ruler of the demons. He took the head honcho of the demons and said, Boom! I can come straight to the top, nail your demon, and make him do what I want him to do. And this is crazy because when Job was tried, the book of Job, remember, Satan had to ask permission from God. When Job was going through hell, you know, Satan came to Jesus and, and to God and said, I can find someone that will curse you. And remember, God said, no, you'll never. He said, there's Job. I can get Job to curse you. And God said, Job is upright. There's no way. He said, I will make him curse you. And God said, you touch one hair on his head and you're done. If Job, if Jesus, I'm sorry, if God, the devil had to ask permission from God to mess with Job, what does that say about demons? It means that God is in control and he's the one who pulls the trigger on everything, man. It's amazing. That's why I'm excited. We don't have to worry about tomorrow, man. Tomorrow has its own problems. Amen? Listen, God is in control, and, and he knows what we want. And so Jesus went about all the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Listen to this, man. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Listen, are you, are you in a church right now and you feel like you, you, you're scattered and you don't belong? Get in the word. Go to your brothers and sisters and say, hey, help me understand the Bible. Can you read? Can we read together? Can we pray together? Listen, Jesus doesn't want us scattered. He was concerned. He had compassion for them because they were weary and scattered. They were not so sure. They were worried because they were, they, it's, it's today, man. It happens today. So many people are weary. I mean, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength and they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah 40, 31. Listen, come to me, all who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, Jesus said. Let us not become weary in doing good. For all the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. God says the harvest is plenty. Listen to this. This is where we're tying into the message. They were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. Then he said to them to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful. But the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the, har of the harvest 
to send out laborers into the harvest. Believers, people are hungry. They're hungry for Jesus. They want you to come to them. Their people are committing suicide. It's not good. It's, it's against God's commandment. People are dying in sin because they need Jesus. The harvest is ready. Are you ready? But I don't know how. God will give you the words. Like Jeremiah, it says in Jeremiah that it tasted like honey. Jeremiah didn't know what to say. Listen, believers, get out there. The laborers are few. Pray the Lord. Listen, therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. The harvest will mark the beginning of the kingdom age for the, lo- for the lost. It will mean doom for the saved. It will mean a blessing. Wow, amazing. Amazing. Jesus wants us to be ready. And it's 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 about having a shepherd, a true shepherd. Jesus is our shepherd. Jesus says not to worry. He says, trust me. And I'm telling you, trust him. He loves you. He wants to have a relationship with you. Please understand that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know the rest. Listen, the Bible is very very clear about Jesus being The shepherd, John chapter 10, verse 10 through 16 says, The thief does not come expect to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they they may have it more abundantly. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The shepherd gives his life for the sheep, but a hireling, he who is not a shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and he leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hiring flees because he's a hireling and he does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I know my own as the father knows me. Even so I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep and the other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring and they will hear my voice and there will be no flock. Listen, there will be one flock, I mean, and one shepherd because first Peter chapter two, verse 25 says, for you were like sheep going astray, but you have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Believers, Jesus Christ is in love with you. He wants to be your shepherd. Will you let him? I don't get paid to preach. It's the Holy Spirit. It's free. This isn't a spin it and win it message. Put a quarter in and donate money. I'm not about donations. I'm about Jesus. And I will die that way. Because he died for us. He died for all of us. He gave his life on the cross for our sins. So that we could be born of the Holy Spirit. We could let the Holy Spirit come in us. We could let the Holy Spirit live in us. The helper flow in us. The Holy, Holy Spirit. Oh, you're so precious. 
may you be glorified until the end of these ages, Father. Lord Adonai, Baruch Adonai, Eloheinu Olam Yeshua. You are so radical, Father, that your love is so overwhelming that it can touch the sky and burn the earth with so much love that people will just be so joyful. It's amazing. It's really amazing. Try it. It's better than cocaine and alcohol and cigarettes and booze. It's better than addictions. And it lasts forever. But be careful. Satan hates it. And he wants to destroy what God has given you. And that's the love. The love, Jesus says. The love. Because here we see, in the Bible it's clear. The law is being fulfilled soon with the love, his love. The 12 disciples, the apostles, are going to be sent in chapter 10. And it says in chapter 10 of Matthew, And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. And that applies today. It applies today. We could pray over each other. Jesus left 12 disciples, man. And Paul was the 13th to continue his business. Well, Paul was a spiritual one. But he didn't stop there. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. And verse 2 says, Now the names of the 12 apostles... These first are Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother James, and the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of uh, Alphaeus, and uh, Lebacus. Uh, some would say a different name, but that's the, the way, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon, a Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. There's always going to be that betrayer. But Jesus is in love with you. Listen, I'm excited, man. So much today to learn because we're almost done, man. But these 12, these 12, listen, Jesus sent out and commanded them saying, do not go into the way of the Gentiles. Listen, he says, do not go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter a city of the Samaritans. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He wanted them to preach to the lost. The lost meaning the ones who are not born of Jesus. And as you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is, is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. And he did, he did this for a one-time deal on the raising the dead and all that. But some of it's still irrelevant. I don't think the dead is, but I think everything else is. But he said, freely you have received freely. He said, raise the dead, cast out demons, and freely you have received freely. Give. Provide neither gold nor silver, nor copper in your money belts, nor bag for your journey, nor... Two tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of its food, man. It's crazy how much Christ loves us. Now, whatever city 
or town you enter and inquire who is in who is in it is worthy and stay there till you go out and when you go out when you go into the household greet it if the household is worthy let your peace come upon it but if it's not worthy let your peace return it man jesus wants a real konania in, in Greek, the kononia, the love, the real fellowship. Don't knock on someone's door because you want to come in, man, and just bam, 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 bam. Let me in. I'm tired, man. Greet the brothers. God was sending out his 12, man. And this is the way it needs to be today, man. Because we need a revival in America, man, and the whole world. And I know you guys in Detroit are like, yeah, amen. Woo. <laughs> I got your emails, man. We're going to stop here, man. We're going to stop. A worker is worthy of this food. Father, we, we come before you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for growing in this word. Lord, we, we, we love you, Jesus, and we pray that you heal the sick. Bind the enemy, Father. Help the ones who can't help themselves, Father. Set the free, set free, Father, the ones that are in bondage right now, Lord, in sin. Set them free, Father. Forgive us for our sins, Lord. We love you, Lord Jesus. We are holy. Lord, you're holy and you're teaching all of us, Father. What a blessing. Father, let we lift up the churches that are faithful. We pray for the unfaithful churches that you decide, that you discipline them, Father, the way you want to, Lord. Like the book of Revelation says, Laodicea. Lord, that you spoo them out of your mouth, Father. Lord, we lift up just the, the ones that are hurting right now, Father, in the hospital with cancers, sicknesses, and diseases. Father, we pray for all the offenders in prison. We pray for the ones who need you right now, Father. We pray that you bless them, Lord Jesus. Bless them, Father. Give them hope that they may know your voice, Father. You are our true shepherd. You are the true Adonai, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for that, Father. We love you, Lord Jesus, and we glorify your name. Amen. And God bless you guys, man, and Listen, next week we're going to finish off on chapter chapter 10. I'm so excited for you guys. If you're new believers, log on to Growing in His Word and check out what we believe and some Bible tools there. You can, you can get blessed, man. God bless you guys and thank you for growing in His Word. And I can't wait to see you next time. God bless.